This is Radio Parallax, a slightly different perspective from a slightly different view, with topics that include matters in science, technology, history, politics, current events, and whatever we damn well please. And now the host of Radio Parallax, Douglas Everett. Yes, Mr. Malone, we are pleased to note this morning that the boys are back in town. Radio Parallax, as of late, has been a podcast. But to our great surprise and pleasure, we find that we're back on terrestrial radio. Courtesy of the good offices of KDVS 90.3 FM, Davis, California. We have been broadcast via KDVS off and on, mostly on, for the past 20 years. The station has had some, uh, well, let's just say difficulties put in its way, mostly, in the last couple of years. We certainly hope that later this month, when it is time for the Pledge Drive, you will do your part to support this enterprise. We'd like to quote in this program Rick Anderson, formerly the general manager at KZFR in Chico, where for a while we were also being heard as noting that KDVS is a blowtorch, a very important station that needs to stay in operation. Don't worry, we'll be reminding you of, of all of this uh, as we approach the pledge drive. Now, we co- sort of caught wind of the fact that there's been a breakdown in communication, and we weren't informed of the fact that, um, that we were back on the air when a listener wrote in to ask how it is they could hear the program that they were listening to in their car driving to work. My reaction was, you're listening to us in your car driving to work? Really? So we wrote back in response to listener Keith to point out that the show is readily available at radioparallax.com and that we can be reached by writing info at radioparallax.com. We've got a great lineup for today's program. In our second half today, we'll be talking to Isaac Stonefish, the author of a new book titled America Second, How America's Elite Are Making China Stronger. And we hope before this segment is over to uh, hear from our oldest and bestest friend here at KDVS, Dr. Andy Jones, who for the past 20, I don't know, maybe 25 years, has produced the excellent public affairs program, Dr. Andy's Poetry and Technology Hour. Dr. Andy is an extremely busy man. Not only does he conduct this public affairs program, he's a professor of English at UC Davis. He's been awarded the Distinguished Teacher of the Year Award. He's a tireless promoter of poetry, both as an author and and, and for public readings. He's an advocate for special needs children and, on a weekly basis, runs a pub quiz. No, we have no idea how he finds time to do that and also be a consultant for the International Monetary Fund. But hopefully he'll be joining us before too long. I think what we'd like to do at this point is start the show the way we used to, with a quote, a quip, some good news, and a statistic. Our quote of the day comes from Chinua Achebe, who once said, Until the lions have their own historians, the history of the hunt will always glorify the hunter. You know, we used that same quote many years ago and attributed it to Jomo Kenyatta, the first president of Kenya, but it looks as though he borrowed it from Chinua Achebe. Our quote of the day comes from Malcolm Forbes, who once said, Being right half the time beats being half right all the time. Our good news of today is that researchers looking at hearing aids have shown that the use 
of such devices lowers your risk of dementia. Evidently, researchers from the universities of Oxford and Ulster in the UK looked at data from more than 4,300 American adults with an average age of 68 and found that those with untreated hearing loss were more than twice as likely as those without to develop mild cognitive impairment. So, easy fix out there. Get a hearing aid. And, and, and get a good hearing aid. You might even want to go see an ear, nose, and throat surgeon to get top quality equipment. I know this from personal experience from a family member. A lot of those hearing aid centers out there give you so-so equipment at top dollar prices. We can all do better. Our stat of the day is that according to the Washington Post, for the first time, a majority of Americans, 52%, report having contracted COVID-19 at some point. Does this mean the threat of COVID-19 is being reduced as it becomes endemic? Well, we can hope so. And for a joke of the day, let me refer to something I was sent. Quote, I tried donating blood today. Never again. Too many stupid questions. Whose blood is it? Where'd you get it? Why is it in a bucket? Actually, let's let's go a little lighter. Here's an image someone sent to me, spray-painted on a wall. Things I hate. One, vandalism. Two, irony. Three, lists. Let's at this point jump into one of our perennial favorites on this show, the good, the bad, and the ugly. According to the Week magazine, it was a good week this past week for the Russian, quote, hoax, unquote, after former President Donald Trump called on Russian President Vladimir Putin to release any dirt he might have on President Biden's son, Hunter. Said Trump, I would think Putin would know the answer. And it was also a good week this past week for proof of collusion, noted the Week magazine, after Russia claimed that Hunter Biden was secretly funding biological weapons research in Ukraine. Russian state TV host Evgeny Popov said, it's time to change the regime in the U.S. and, quote, to again help our partner Trump to become president. And we'll have more to say about all that (laughs) a little bit later. And it was a bad week many weeks ago for um, those who would install Donald Trump as a permanent president with the news that numerous rioters who infiltrated the Capitol on January 6th called Nancy Pelosi's office the next day trying to recover items they'd lost during the insurrection. The rioters were asking about whether there was a lost and found because they forgot their phone there, they left their purse there. Representative Jamie Raskin said the callers were put through to police officers who took down their names and addresses. And it was a Bad week for smugglers. One day last month, after border officials in Southern California seized 1,300 pounds of methamphetamine disguised as onions. A sniffer dog alerted officials that the carefully wrapped small white globes weren't actually onions. And we had an ugly week for Catholics back in March when it was revealed that a Catholic priest in Phoenix used a single incorrect word in baptism ceremonies over his 20-year career, apparently invalidating the rite for thousands of people. As he poured the holy water, the Reverend Andreas Arago said, we baptize you rather than I baptize. Bishop Thomas Olmsted of the Diocese of Phoenix sent out a message to parishioners notifying them they will need to be rebaptized. 
If you were baptized using the wrong words, that means your baptism is invalid, he said. Arango apologized and asked for forgiveness and understanding. Especially, he said, to those families of people now burning in hell thanks to his error. I'm kidding, I'm kidding, he didn't say that. And, 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 they're, and they're probably not burning in hell. In our opinion, God would, would cut him and, and, and both the baptismal folks just a little more slack. I mean, come on. And also, in one of the weeks last month, it was an ugly week for dentistry with the news that a dentist in Jackson, Wisconsin, was convicted of deliberately drilling into and damaging patients' teeth so he could justify installing crowns. In a single year, Scott Shamoli ranked in $2.5 million for more than 1,000 crown procedures. Here's the part I like best. His attorney described him as having good business acumen. All right, we have a couple of items here that we're not going to stick into the good and the bad and the ugly. I think they both have to be looked at as good news. They, they do come from the Week magazine. The first is that after a U.S. census report showed that the population of the U.S. grew at the slowest rate in history in 2021, we have to regard that as, as good. From 2011 to 2017, the U.S. added about 2 million people a year. Last year, it was down to just 393,000. When you consider the effect that an American citizen has on CO2 production and the use of the world's resources and the impact on global warming, this has to be regarded as good. An addendum to this story turns out the population specifically of New York, Chicago, San Francisco, and L.A. shrank by more than 700,000 between July of 2020 and July of 2021, according to the census. Of course, all that means is that people moved out during the pandemic and, uh, and went to smaller cities, suburbs, and rural towns. And an item that's sort of good but also sort of bad, we have this. The Hindu nationalist lawmakers in India's most populous state of Uttar Pradesh have introduced a bill that would bar people with more than two children from getting sought-after government jobs, running for office, or receiving benefits like food stamps. And Uttar Pradesh is home to more than 220 million people in one state alone, argue the measure is needed to curb runaway population growth. Critics point out the bill plays on old fears of a coming Muslim takeover, which gained strength after a 2016 national survey found that Indian Muslim women have 2.6 children compared to 2.1 for Hindus. It's noted that any demographic shift is a long way off given that 80% of Indians are Hindus. Still, when you've got that many people, you've got to do something about population. Of course, the reporting on this does note that about half of the state legislators with Uttar Pradesh's governing Hindu nationalist BJP party themselves have more than two children. I got a feeling the new rules probably won't apply to them. It's just a hunch on my part. And uh, since we're going to point fingers at maybe less than perfectly clear thinking of the Hindus in India, let's, let's also mention that the Muslims in Turkey should get it going over. It turns out that Turkish Islamicists are trying to score political points by attacking Turkey's greatest pop star. Apparently, Shejin Aksu released a song titled Sahane Birse Yamask, Living is a Wonderful Thing, back in 2017, and nobody complained about a lyric in it in which she called Adam and Eve ignorant. When that song recently got posted on YouTube, that line sparked outrage. The biblical couple are sacred figures in Islam, referred to with honorific titles, and Islamists claim that Aksu was trampling on our values. 
Turkey's President Erdogan joined in the condemnation, declaring that no one can defame our master Adam. It is our duty to tear out these tongues, noted critic Faith Altayi. If only her critics could feel as much anger about the real problems that are plaguing Turkey. Noted that Erdogan and allies are strangely silent on the big issues and would rather focus on word choice in song lyrics. Well, isn't that the way of politicians? All right, it appears, Ms. McMillan, that, uh, that, uh, that our good friend Dr. Andy Jones has now become available to us. So, with great pleasure, we say welcome back to Radio Parallax, Dr. Andy. Dr. Doug, how are you? It's great <laughs> to be back on the radio show. We're happy to have you. I forward promoted you in the beginning and mentioned things that I believe are correct and also threw in the fact that you are consulting now for the International Monetary Fund, which, strictly speaking, wasn't true. No, that would be, if it were two truths and a lie, that would be the lie. <laughs> I'm sure the rest is true, though. Whatever you said. <laughs> you are a busy man, and I, I think I'm just going to turn over to you to talk about some of the things that are going on and, and forward promote your show, which should, should be later on today. What's, what's going on in your world? Well, uh, as I've done for the last 22 years... I'm hosting Dr. Andy's Poetry and Technology Hour on KDBS, Wednesdays at 5. And boy, it's great to be back in the saddle after uh, a, a hiatus where they played best of editions of the Dr. Andy show for a couple of years. But now we've got interviews scheduled from here and throughout the spring, mostly with poets but also with uh, creatives and playwrights and actors, local artists. So it's, it's always a pleasure to come down to 14 Lower Freeborn in a building that was due to be raised maybe three years ago and to return to that seat and the same panel that I've been working for these last couple decades and where I first met you. As, uh, as a guest who bought a full hour of programming at KDBS and thus launched your uh, career. We should, we should remind listeners that, that the, the pledge drive is coming up, and that is, I, I presume, still an option for people that would like to pledge money to the station that they can, for $100, uh, get an hour of time. Absolutely. I don't think the price has gone up. And I think that uh, you know the KDBS staff, They'll be even more grateful than they were uh, all those decades ago when uh, you first put down your C note and bought yourself an, an hour of programming. Typically, the fundraiser starts right after picnic day. Yes. So people in the community can schedule around that. And on my Wednesday show, the Wednesday after picnic day, I hope to raise $1,000 for this station. So I hope everyone will tune in for that and help out. We also uh, hope that you will, and then we'll see if we can't uh, do our part. Now, a little bird, Dr. Annie's informed me that it's National Poetry Month. Uh, (laughs) I imagine you have something to say about that. Absolutely. Uh, Regular listeners know that I'm the Poet Laureate Emeritus of the city of Davis, and that I've been hosting a poetry series, uh, mostly live at the John Mitsoulis Gallery. 521 First Street here in the city of Davis. And this coming Thursday, the 7th of April, we're welcoming the current Davis Poet Laureate. Her name is Julia Levine, and she's out with a new book called Ordinary Psalms. She wins an award for every book that she releases, and I'm sure this will be no exception. 
The event starts at 7 o'clock on Thursday, and the very important poet Frank Gaspar is flying up from Los Angeles to uh, participate in this event and also to read from his most recent book. And we're doing this, Doug, up on the roof. Why? Because very much like the wind's blowing me around right now as I (laughs) air this interview, uh, up there we will make sure that nobody uh, has a significant coronavirus infection coughed into their face by uh, some other attendee. Not only because you have to wear a mask to get into the gallery, but up on the roof will be where the winds blow. It'll be very safe, and we'll all get to watch the sunset together. Seven o'clock on April seventh. Sounds like a good move. How how is that playing out when you, on your pub quizzes for having people mask up and things? Because I guess you're indoors for that still, eh? I, I would like to uh, be. If only that were true, Doug. What happened was that the Irish pub, Devere's Irish pub, uh, closed its doors permanently, and thus ended for now the Devere's Irish pub pub quiz. So I am not attending weekly events, as I have done for more than a decade in the city of Davis, to um, entertain and intrigue and confuse people with my pub quizzes. Instead, I'm sending out pub quizzes via Patreon to my regulars, the people who demand 31 questions every week. And I've complied with their demand, as people can find out if they visit uh, yourquizmaster.com. Uh, you're a subscriber, so you know I also uh, send out a newsletter every week uh, with reflections and some sample trivia questions. And uh, it's a way that I've been able to stay connected to the trivia-loving community of Yolo County with the hopes that someday another restaurant will approach me and say, Dr. Andy, we actually want to fill our establishment on Monday nights. Can you help us? And I will say yes. I'm optimistic that will happen. Pub quizzes are a lot of fun. Uh, I just think that they just, you know, need to get re- rekindled. I'm, I'm looking forward to connecting with those audiences on a regular basis once again. But meanwhile, I've got uh, a weekly column in the Davis Enterprise where I share some trivia questions and their answers. So that's a, another way that the, the several dozen, maybe hundred, uh, subscribers to the Davis Enterprise are still getting uh, trivia from Dr. Andy on a weekly basis. I don't know how you do it. <laughs> That's just, you have a very full plate, my friend. A lot of this is repurposed content. I write the pub quiz once, and then I just send it off to uh, different appreciative audiences, usually for free. It's clear that you are walking about uh, right now with some of the wind noise we're getting, which is which is entertaining. Uh, you're, you're on a bit of a, a health kick, it sounds like, and walking, uh, good Lord, half marathons uh, from what I can gather. Before this pandemic, I, I biked like any good Davidson. I biked to work every day. But then I got a flat tire in that one week in March when everything shut down, and I saw it as a sign. And so since then, I've been walking. In 2021, I walked uh, seven miles a day, which was 2,575 miles. And uh, this year so far, I'm averaging about seven and a half miles a day. And as you were just alluding to this past Sunday, I just didn't take a break. And I did uh, 15.8 miles. And that's my uh, record so far for the year. 
We'll wow. see if it's ever broken. Well, if you're doing it in a straight line, you'd be in Chicago by now. You know, I proposed walking from Davis to uh, Sacramento, but uh, my wife suggested that um, I shouldn't take my son, Juki on that walk until I've done it once on my own. So uh, before you know it, I'll be uh, heading over to our capital city on a, uh, on a, hopefully a cool Saturday or Sunday to test out the, the route, which is uh, about 12 miles from my house to the capital, or about what I typically do on a weekend day. All right. Well, good on you. And Doug, I'm always working on writing projects. I know that you've always got some sort of plan that you're working on. Recently, my plan has been uh, epistolary, uh, poetic, and uh, curational, mostly because uh, as a participant in National Poetry Month, I've been writing a poem every day this year. And uh, my wife, Kate, was overjoyed to hear this because she assumed that most of the poems would be love poems to her, which is true <laughs> of the majority of them. And I think I'll be able to get a book out of all that uh, by the time she and I celebrate our 30th anniversary in September. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you so much. Well, before we go, is there any little brief poem you might like to recite for the audience? Uh, I know this is quite unusual for Radio Parallax, but uh, I, I think we should tap into your talents here. I wrote a poem yesterday that I put up on uh, Twitter uh, earlier today. Uh, it's called Tea Time. One of my friends said I should have saved this for um, Halloween rather than for National Poetry Month. Nevertheless, I'll share it with you now. It's relatively short, uh, much to the delight of your listeners, I'm sure. <laughs> Tea Time by Dr. Andy. Fusty scones on a tray, a desiccated pot and cup. With no place to go, dust hovers in the undisturbed air, illuminated by a sun cyclically admitted by the plantation blind's slight tilt. What's left of the resident reclines, one slipper having long since slipped. He's not just another pretty face, folks. <laughs> it's, it's my imitation of Edgar Allan Poe, but without the raven. It's over our head. I wish, I wish, you know, if I'd been younger, I would have loved to have taken one of your classes and learned something about poetry, but I, alas, that moment has passed. You can always sneak in. You know, we accept a, a wide diversity of students here at UC Davis, and uh, I'd be glad to, uh, you know, have you come in and say, hello, fellow 20-somethings. I'm here to learn. How are you doing? If you were to show up with a skateboard, that would help with the effect, Doug. But will they accept me if all I can do is roses are red and violets are blue? Well, that's just the first day. I'll guide you thereafter. <laughs> Dr. Andy, it's always a pleasure. Uh, we, we, we remind listeners that uh, it's Wednesday morning, so you'll be on uh, Wednesday after, afternoon here at, at 5 o'clock, and they should, new, they should tune back in. Excellent. I hope they will. And I appreciate your uh, support of KDBS and that of all of your listeners. Our fundraiser is coming up later this month, and I hope everyone will participate. And I hope we can collaborate on that again. So, all right, sir. Talk soon. Thank you, Doug. All right, let's take a short break. 
I'm Douglas Everett. This is Radio Parallax. And when we come back, we'll talk to Isaac Stonefish about his book, America Second. Because if you use drugs, you better leave it alone. Drugs are contagious. They're killers. Every drug is a killer. Stay away from drugs. Drugs will take your life away. And if you want to live, stay away from drugs. Because they are super bad, super bad, super bad, super bad, super bad. Super bad.